Episode 2. Causes of Self-Stigma and Correlation to Social Stigma. Hello and welcome back to my Self-Stigma podcast series. In the previous episode, I discussed mental health stigma, social stigma, and self-stigma, and I kind of briefly talked about their relationship between each other, and I also laid out the definitions of each other, like each of them. Um, for a little recap of what they are, according to Peter and Isabel Hadid, in this episode specifically, I will be referencing them, but according to them, social stigma refers to negative stereotypes of those with a mental health problem. Additionally, self-stigma occurs when a person internalizes negative stereotypes. So as a little reminder from the last episode, social stigma is more the public opinion of mental health and mental illness in general, and self-stigma is the internalization of a feeling or an emotion um, within an individual about mental illness. So in the last episode as well, I kind of proposed a few reasons of why uh, mental health stigma exists. I wanted to add a little bit onto this in this episode. I wanted to refer back to those causes of mental health stigma and self-stigma to a lesser extent. Um, I wanted to find more causes of self-stigma in this episode, but I did want to refer back to the Angela Harmon, my previous source in my previous episode, for um, a little reminder again. So just to recap a little bit of my first episode, um, mental health stigma in general exists because of miseducation, misrepresentation, and um, of course misrepresentation comes with um, mentally ill characters who are not seen or shown or portrayed in a very encouraging, reputable light. So I just wanted to recap a little on that. That's why mental health stigma exists in a way. To add on to this a little, in this episode specifically, I wanted to include this from Peter and Isabel Hadid as well. Other misperceptions include the view that mental health problems are uncommon, that sufferers seldom recover, and that treatment is effective. So on top of how mental illness is misrepresented, miseducated, and how it contributes to mental health stigma, um, mental health problems are seen as uncommon, and they don't see, they don't seem like they're worth fighting for in this sense. People view them as though they don't matter because it's not popular or <sighs> treatment is useless. That's how people with mental health see it at times. Um, people with mental illness, rather. It's portrayed in such a negative light that people don't see that treatment is effective. They don't think that treatment will work. Because everything has just been a downhill spiral, to say the least. I might be ranting a little, and I apologize for that. But I would like to make it clear that it's just not good on any front you look at it. So, to get back a little on track, we've covered that, of course, quite a lot in this episode specifically. We've covered um, the kind of causes of self-stigma at this point mental health stigma in general, but also self-stigma. So we have covered these, but I also want to um, figure out how social stigma correlates to self-stigma, and I'm going to be going over that with you um, in a few seconds. So without further ado, let's begin with that. Before I get too far into it though, I would like to clarify a little on stigma in general. I've been talking a lot about mental health stigma, but I want to also lay out the definition of stigma itself. 
So, according to Peter and Isabel Haddad, once more, stigma occurs when society labels someone as tainted or less desirable. Stigma involves three elements. Lack of knowledge, ignorance, negative attitudes, prejudice, and people behaving in ways that disadvantage the stigmatized person, discrimination. So, these are all the three things that basically lead to mental health stigma as well. Um, We've kind of covered ignorance as miseducation. Excuse me. We've kind of covered ignorance as miseducation, um, negative attitudes. Um, that is kind of prejudiced. We've kind of covered that, how people think that people with mental illnesses are responsible for their illnesses and the like. Um, and discrimination, of course, misrepresentation in the media. So people interpret mental illness and people with mental illnesses in a negative light, of course. So we've covered these, but of course, these are the causes of self-stigma in general. I want to go back to the beginning of this episode where I recapped on what social stigma is according to Peter and Isabel Haddad, and I'm going to repeat myself a little, so forgive me for this, but like I said before, social stigma refers to negative stereotypes of those with a mental health problem. In addition, Peter and Isabel Haddad um, proclaims, These stereotypes come to define the person, mark them out as different, and prevent them from being seen as an individual. Therefore, these are my own words to clarify. Therefore, social stigma kind of leads to self-stigma. Social stigma allows stereotypes to develop. Obviously, not positive stereotypes, but stereotypes nonetheless. They develop and then self-stigma of course I kind of went into this in the first episode I believe but in self-stigma you see that stereotype you have a mental illness you see a stereotype of a mental illness you start to agree with that stereotype um for example the first step is that not to get ahead of myself too far because I will be talking about this in the third episode but um the first step is identifying that you have a diagnosis like that you're diagnosed with a mental illness so for example let's say I have schizophrenia the first step is me recognizing that I have schizophrenia the second step is then finding a common stereotype a common a common stereotype a generalization of a person with that mental illness so maybe the common stereotype maybe the public just thinks that um people with schizophrenia are dangerous so I start to adapt to that mindset in a way I think people with schizophrenia are dangerous. I think that's true, in a sense. And then the third step is identifying personally with that stereotype. It's kind of like an if-then statement. I have schizophrenia, therefore I should be dangerous because people with schizophrenia are dangerous. And it kind of leads to that downward spiral, (laughs) to say the least, honestly. It's definitely not good, of course. It's very destructive rather than constructive. And it's just an internalized... It builds up. It builds up and it's just destruction. As Peter and Isabel Haddad said, these stereotypes define the person. They prevent them from being seen as an individual. They mark them out as being different. They can't... They make excuses for things because they can't do something because they have this illness. They can't be themselves. Their only identity is their illness. 
I also want to kind of get into how the causes affect people with stigma in general. And um, back to Peter and Isabel Haddad's words. The consequences of discrimination, specifically in this case. For example, unemployment and social isolation can stigmatize a person further. So these causes lead to more effects, which lead to further stigma. People with self-stigma tend to isolate themselves. They tend to internalize things so much. It's just so much bottling up that it just... It just makes them empty. It isolates them from everybody around them because they have a mental illness. They're weak. They're dangerous. They're violent. They're just not okay. They're not normal. Since I'm kind of backing up a lot, I want to back up once more, and I'm hoping that this will be the last time I back up, but um, I want to go back to what Peter and Isabel Haddad said about self-stigma. So, like I said before, self-stigma occurs when a person internalizes negative stereotypes. Furthermore, this can cause low self-esteem, shame, and hopelessness. Both types of stigma can lead a person to avoid seeking help for their mental health problem due to embarrassment or fear of being shunned and rejected. So, once you have the stigma, it's hard to get rid of it. It's hard to overcome it because you have all these thoughts in your head. They're, they're destructive. Treatment's ineffective. You are violent. You are weak because of your mental illness. It's just awful. Low self-esteem, shame, and hopelessness. You make excuses for yourself because you have that mental illness. And it's awful. I don't think I have anything further to say in this episode specifically, but I hope I gave you what you needed to hear about this topic for the moment. I think I did a pretty thorough job of explaining the causes, and I wanted to clarify, as I said, as I have said before, excuse me, that social stigma does indeed lead to self-stigma because social stigma leads to stereotyping that leads to self-stigma so I wanted to make that clear in the next episode like I said earlier I plan to talk about the steps of self-stigma more in depth than I already have in this episode so thank you for listening and goodbye